you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hola, everybody. Welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk, found on the Sonar Network, and we are back after a little hiatus, a little a little lunch break. I am your hostess with the uh, the most disposedest. I am Vicky Lix. That's Vicky with an I, L-I-X on all the socials. And uh, I've got my co-host here. Let's bring her in right away. It's my daughter. And guess what? It's her birthday, Selena Vile. Happy birthday to me. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Yes. Happy hey. birthday. What did you get me? I got you toenail clippers. I've been needing them. <laughs> You've been scratching my eyes out with your toes, and I thought, this is now's the time. Unintentionally, but we sleep head to toe, so. This is true. <laughs> this this is how you sleep with Hillary S. in Montreal. <laughs> you put your feet in my face. It wasn't fun. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. Oh God, I, though, it. I was like ill. I, I thought I was dying from eating snails in the hotel. You guys were just the thought of you two sleeping head to toe really made my night. Yeah, I had to get up and leave and go to a man's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what a trip. Uh... Uh, traveling across the country that's what we do we're a family happy birthday though this is so exciting your 40th was last year and yeah. uh, you missed it because of covid it just sure it it happened it passed it did it came and went um but i actually ended up having a great birthday last year just receiving a lot of love which is happening again today so 41 looking great we're doing it 41 and she is looking great you are looking very very fresh let me tell you what is the secret the secret is I never drank or did drugs. True. And I ate a lot of Burger King. So Burger King, I guess, is a secret. Body by BQ. Wait, BK. BK. Yeah. BQ is the Burger Queen, which is who you are. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you look so good. You're looking so good. What's 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 on the menu? Are we dating? What's happening? Do we have a husband in the works? Uh, actually quite the opposite. I've gotten burned a lot in the last <laughs> little while, a lot of ghosting, a lot of false starts to the point where I'm discouraged about dating completely. And I'm just now going to put my head down, work on a green card, move to the States and find a man over there. Oh, well, you know, it's a better idea. Just find a man, marry him. Don't need the green card. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Good for you. Get yourself a rich Hollywood husband. Uh, it is kind of the best way to do it, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that people are ghosting you, but you know, it is it's spooky season. Ghosts are everywhere. It is. Also, Mercury is in retrograde until tomorrow. Isn't it and... always in retrograde, though? I mean, it feels like it is, doesn't it? <laughs> I feel like every time something's happening, people are like, it's because the Mercury's in the retrograde. Yeah. Well, listen, it affects communication. It affects technology. We've had some technological hookups trying to hook this up today. This is true. I got a new microphone. I don't know if this sounds better. We'll find out in post, I suppose. Yeah, let but us I'm... know. Send us your comments and let us know if you like our mics today. And if you don't, I don't want to hear them. But, you know, I'm excited <laughs> to, like, push push my pussy up and get a real microphone set up. Like, I, I wish I could take a picture for you all. I look, I'm look. i now the Howard Stern of drag. And I'm Robin Quivers. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial. At least we're not the Joe Rogan, right? Oh, my God. No, we don't talk about him. <laughs> 
Oh, dearie, dearie me. What else is new with you? Because we haven't been, we haven't podcasted together. Uh, well, we did a little off, uh, a little off brand with some Drag Race UK before Hillary took that over. Yeah, I haven't talked with you since uh, Drag Race Thirteen wrapped up. That's right. Oh my god, it's been a while, and I haven't been on the pod since, um, other than that episode, since España ended. That's right. Um, I uh, am kind of doing a little one eighty in my life. I'm not really performing much anymore, which actually feels great because it's like <laughs> the first time in my life that I'm not in the hustle that I'm not thinking creatively that I'm not like always thinking about the next gig where my next paycheck is going to come from. So I got myself a job at a restaurant and I'm just doing that for a little bit and I'm taking gigs here and there, but only if they like pay me a lot. I feel uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I always say this and people never take my advice, but I, I think taking breaks is really good. It is. <laughs> it's good. Creatively. It's good to step away from where you are at see where you were what you were doing where you want to go and just like experiment with other things for a bit right i think it's healthy yeah and i've never really done that before like i've shifted careers and like shifted focuses but i've always 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 been performing and always being been doing something yeah you've uh, always been you've always been doing yeah you went from like sketch to improv to stand up to drag and musical theater uh, before that cabaret yeah. children's theater puppeteering yeah so it's so, good. I mean, for any kind of performance, I think it's just good to, even if you're, you know, an operatic singer, take a break. Maybe you want to start doing pop music. You don't know. That's right. Listen, Toddy, who is on um, Call Me Mother, was an opera singer and then was a comedian and now is a drag performer. Well, there you go. There you go. So and, opera's not you know, I'm moving into new territory as well. I can't talk about it, but I'm. <laughs> well, this is a PG show. This is a PG show. We can't talk about it. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. If you know, you know. If you know, um, you know. If you know, you know. Um, so let's talk about Call Me Mother really quick. This is a new drag show that's coming out of Out TV. It's Canadian based. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I'm really excited for it. It's um, it's kind of like The Voice meets Drag Houses, where drag mothers take on drag protégés from across the country. I'm really excited for. First of all, Farron Height is one of the judges. The Brooklyn Heights mother that's makes right. sense. The mother and of Canada. That's right. Th that's right. And then the three coaches are Crystal, Peppermint, and Barbada, which I'm really excited about as well. I think that's a great mix. Mm -hmm. And I really think the casting for that season was well done. And for anybody who doesn't know, the casting directors from season one of Canada's Drag Race are the casting directors for Call Me Mother. And I really got to say, this they, they know what they're doing. They're really a good group of casting directors. Yeah, it's very it's very versatile cast. Is it the same casting directors? Like all of them? It is. Huh. Not but not not all of them. No, no. Some of the, some of them that did not return to first season two, which I have my opinions about, which we will get into. Oh, okay. I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. You should all be scared. Nicholas <laughs> Lemon, Tracy Aaron Smith, you should all be very scared. Oh my god, Vicky, what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I have no shits to give. My purse is empty of fucks. I'm dragging everybody. This podcast is turning into a burn book. <laughs> Honestly, I gotta use the platform I have. What? Anyways, but anyways, I, I want to I want to say like I'm really excited to watch that. It's premiering next week, I believe. We're gonna have a special guest from that show joining us on this podcast as well. Um, but I'm really excited to see where that goes, and I'm just excited. There's more drag content that's not Drag Race. You know, it's great. 
it is exciting. Like we've seen other shows come out of like New Zealand and uh, and the states and England, and then like it's so exciting now that we get our own here in Canada. And there's more opportunities and things like Dragula. And I mean, Dracula's prize money is up to a hundred thousand dollars now, honey. That's the same as Drag Race. Oh, I didn't know that. Good for them. They got budget. Yeah, they got budget. They got shut out of honey. Okay. Shut them out of. I'm here for it. And uh, so, and you know, that's going to be. I'm yeah. <laughs> There's just mm-hmm. so many there's and queens of the queens of the universe it's like literally the american idol it's like a world idol idol version of a, like a, a drag singing competition that's coming out yeah i wonder who's on it because i know some people who have auditioned i know um i don't know if anybody's actually gotten on i don't know if i can share who i know who's on it but there, there is a huh. canadian there is a canadian queen on it like someone from toronto montreal Interesting. I don't even know who in Montreal sings, so I'd be and they, I didn't. I didn't know this person was a singer either. I thought they were a fashion person, but they are. Up, they do very well, apparently. Oh, cool. Yeah. You'll have to tell me after the pod. I will. What? Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I honestly, I don't mind sharing anything on the pod. It doesn't matter. It's Matante. <laughs> or is okay. that how you say it? I don't it's think matante. you're allowed to say that. Don't put that in the pod. You have to take that out. <laughs> Fine, I won't say it. And that's not how it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube as a rumor, as a rumor. But that doesn't mean it's, you can't confirm it here. Whatever. This is this is not a this is not an official podcast for anything. We are an award-winning journalism podcast on drag. Period. We still have to watch what we say on here. I it's- don't. I told you my purse is empty of fucks. Oh my god. But my, you know what is an empty of fucks? My ass. Yeah, tell us about that. What's going on with your ass these days? <laughs> well, my hemorrhoids just healed up. Oh, good for you. Yeah. No more donut to sit on? <laughs> well, no, there's always a donut to sit on. Oh. Anyways, should we get into what we're here to talk about, which is Canada's Drag Race Season 2? Yeah, let's do it. Because I feel like we've got a lot to unpack. And I think before we even get into season two, I think we need to like catch up from where we left off with season one with like the reunion and the whole Jeffrey Boyer Chapman scandal. Yeah. So Jeffrey Boyer Chapman uh, came out after the contract expired, the one-year contract expired. Which all the queens, well, I'm not going to say all, but the majority of them were like, our contract is up. Hell yes. Yeah. Well, like, it's very funny because Starzy was the one who, like, announced it. She's like, contracts are up. I'm not sorry for anything I've said. But then she didn't drop any tea, but she got the other girls to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I I adore. Listen, I watched the reunion, too, and Starzy was the star of that reunion. Oh, she, I wish she was on the show for longer because. She she didn't want to do it, though. That's the thing. She was happy to leave. Yeah, she was like, all right, I'm over this. (laughs) But carry on, carry on. No, she's great. Um, but Jeffrey Boyer Chapman said that um, he was coaxed into saying a lot of the stuff he said. Like he was actually fed lines, and they had cut out like extra stuff that he said that like kind of countered what was shown on TV. And he was told that he was there to be the eye candy, and that he was there to um, to be the villain almost even. So I don't know. I mean, and we said this a lot when we were covering that season was like every single thing they brought up about Jeffrey was like, oh, he's the man candy. Oh, like every single comment was just like, look how handsome he is. Yeah. And I I, I don't know. And it was such a strange season in terms of editing because really none of the girls got a villain edit, which is kind of, you know, we we don't want anybody to have a villain edit. 
but if anybody was kind of you know put it in a bad light it was the judges which was yeah. really strange because i don't the judges were because usually the, the girls are briefed the, the drag queens are briefed on like you know there could be an edit you may not be happy with it but it's gonna be what it is yeah i, I don't think they're i don't think the judges got that brief yeah like i know for a fact that judges were told to say one nice thing and one bad thing right like they were told to like give one negative critique and one positive critique but then that leaves them room to edit anything they want, right? Like they can just totally take out all your positive critiques and only put in your negative critiques. Which is a what was appeared to be what had happened for season yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Although the the negative critiques that they gave, I will say, were kind of past the line of what they should have said. So, you know, they 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 said they said what they said, and I didn't agree with those, and I will say that. But I, you know, who knows what some people like Michelle Visage say in America, and we don't hear it. Oh yeah, and she says a lot of stuff that we all uh, speak out against too. Like there's a lot of negative critiques about her critiques. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, so I, I will say like, so he really kind of is kind of blowing up the Canada's drag race and saying there's not enough people of color behind the scenes. I believe, I, I, I believe that too. Listen, there isn't, I don't believe there's a lot of people of color behind the scenes in a lot of TV productions, particularly Canadian. Yeah. I have to tell you yeah. that is a Canadian issue that needs to be resolved. You know what? Um, there's, a, there's a show called Sort Of on CBC. Yes. Uh, CBC Gem. And I was lucky enough to do an extra day on there. And the entire crew was so versatile that like diverse, very diverse backstage. Good. Yeah. As it should be. And that's yeah. kind of where things should be leading now is like, it should not just be in front of the camera because it's also important to have the people behind the camera because they're the people that make the end product. So if you have a bunch of cisgender, white, straight people uh -huh. doing that, they don't understand the queer culture or the queer people of color culture yeah. that they are portraying in the product they are putting out there. Yeah, in the in the role of like story editor, you know what I mean? Like there's people who are here to write the story of what happens on a reality TV show. And if those people are telling the story of people of color, but they're not people of color, it gets muddy. And let's be very clear, reality TV in that in the sense of like, this is real, is not. It is all planned out. This is all prompted. And as Jeffrey Boyer Chapman said, like they had earpieces where they were prompted. And uh, yeah. that's because everything is plotted. It's, it's It really is scripted, Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. It's scripted, improvised television, essentially. I mean, people are cast in roles on these shows. Like you're cast to be the fashion girl. You're cast to be the villain. You're cast to be the one who goes out early even. Like yeah. they, they, it, it's got to be pre-planned most of this stuff. It has to, and I got to be honest. I, I after kind of hearing all this stuff about Canada's Drag Race, the judges, even watching the reunion, my sense of wanting to do this type of show isn't the same as it was earlier this year. And I feel like, although I would love to have a platform at some point, I don't know if this is the platform that I personally would want to take for it and right. um it's a big thing for me because i always saw drag race as this is this is your chance <laughs> this is this is your moment this is where people are going to see you at your best yeah but i don't believe that as much as i did before and uh so it's really changed my opinion on it and i and i will say i did apply for an audition for canada's Zerga season two um i did make it far in the process i did not cast obviously <laughs> and <laughs> Nobody from Toronto did, and I have opinions about that as we go through the cast. But 
for me as well, that was just kind of a thing of like, nothing is promised to you. And it doesn't matter how good of you, you are in drag or how uh, much people watch you on the show. It doesn't matter. They already have their, their decisions made in their minds of how this is going to get set out. Yep. So I can't plan my life around that anymore. And that was kind of my aha moment earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm glad I, I, you came I, I, to that. I'm really glad you came to that realization. <laughs> I've told we've had long conversations about this, but now yeah. we're having it publicly on the pod. <laughs> yeah, here we are. But I think it's I think it's a good way for people to realize things. It's like you know what, the, the, and there's other shows now out there too that might become a better platform, perhaps right, or with better representation. So, just taking that into consideration. Oh, you could create your own platform. This is true. There are many platforms that can be made, and. Uh, Thankfully, the roof is being lifted for Canadian Drag now, so now we have the opportunity. Honestly, in thanks to the show that is Canada's Drag Race. So there is that to be said. Yeah. And boy, did they bump up the production budget, because this workroom is very lit up. Well, I'm pretty sure they used some shoppers optimum points on this room. Well, I would hope so. They have a whole lighting <laughs> section. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the set of like Street Sense, doesn't it? Um, no, really? Does it remind you of Street Sense? I don't know. I don't even remember watching Street Sense, but for some reason I just have it in my brain. Like this looks like a Street Sense set. Was Street Sense the one where the kids were in the car and they clapped above their head? No. Uh, what's that? <gasps> I don't remember, but it was a thing. Street Sense was the one that had like Jono, uh, jo like Jono Vision, Jono. Oh. And they would like they would like review products and then like throw them into the pit or something. It was like a merch. It was like a consumer show for kids. Right, 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 right. I never, I hated it. But yeah, it I never really always, watched it. Was, it. It was always on. It was always on. Yeah. Who wants to watch? What kid wants to watch a consumer show? Not me. <laughs> I just want to consume, honey. Anyways, <laughs> this workroom. Um, they've they painted the floor. There's some zebra print in there. Very Canadian. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> they really <laughs> they really upped it up. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's being brought to you by Shoppers Drug Mart. If you didn't know, it's on. It's everywhere. It's branded everywhere. It is on the goddamn chairs. And RuPaul mentions it in the title. The winner of Canada's Circus was a hundred thousand dollars and a sickening supply of Shoppers Drug Mart. And I'm sure she knows what Shoppers Drug Mart is. <laughs> <laughs> so for, let me just do this right off the bat uh -huh. so getting into the show when i see the branding that is shoppers drug mart uh -huh. for me that's i'm already offset of like oh this is already where this is going to be going so and here's the thing is like it feels cheap having a drugstore as your main sponsor however shoppers drug mart's makeup department is pretty sick like i get a lot of my stuff there it's it's drugstore makeup, which is there's no there's nothing wrong with it, but uh, honestly, but there's more than just drugstore makeup there. They have some pretty good brands. They don't have pancake makeup for drag queens. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, I get my foundation and setting powder there from Dermablend. I get my lipstick from Styla or Stila, however you say it. They've got Smashbox. They have Urban Decay. They have good stuff. Well, there you go. You would you would be uh, rolling in the deep. With yeah, that prize. I would be. Give me those optimum points. <laughs> you know, I got a Wii U with my optimum points one year. Okay, that's impressive. Yeah, I, it didn't take me that long to make them either. So get your optimum points, kids. It's important. Can you play Far Cry on a Wii U? No, there's Wii U doesn't really exist anymore. Oh, whoopsie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, enough of shoppers. So who's coming in first? I guess let's get right into her. 
All the way from Vancouver, it is Geometric. Walking in saying, never a bad angle because I'm stunning. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, she kind of looks like Canada's premier Keebler elf. Um, uh-huh. Like she just took a couple weeks off from baking cookies in a tree. Yeah, she's taller than that, but otherwise, yes. Yes. Uh, I I know Gia because she started in Toronto. She did, right? Yeah, yeah. I keep hearing she that. started around the same time as Eve and a bunch of those people, Boa, all of them. And okay. um, it was a rough time period in Toronto for drag. <laughs> <laughs> It was, um, that was when I was like, I needed to create a drag school. Oh, that's when you started Project Drag Queen. <laughs> it was. Um, but Gia has come a long way. She moved to Vancouver. She joined the Brat, the Brat Pack. And uh, mm-hmm. if anybody doesn't know the Brat Pack, you're going to become very familiar with them after the season because they are all on the show. Mm-hmm. Minus the ones that uh, speak their mind, like, thanks, Jim. We love her. <laughs> <laughs> She's been on the pod. <laughs> She's great. And uh, Jane Smoker was actually on the pod, and she was a uh, kind of she was the head the head of the Brat Pack, right? Uh, but she's now retired. Okay. Uh, Chandelier was in the Brat Pack. We love Shanda. Oh, I didn't know Shanda was in the Brat Pack. Oh, she was an original. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Valine Vile. She was kind of a spooky kind of gal. She was one of the original. Um, I believe it was Jane, Valine, just Jem, and Shanda. I think they were the top, the original four. Okay. And then people like Gia, Kendall, and I honestly don't know Cynthia at all. I didn't even realize she was a part of the Brat Pack. Right. I knew I knew Kendall and Gia were. Yeah, because they said on the like someone said this is the original Brat Pack, and I, I was like, no, I don't think they are the original ones. They definitely are not, but they yeah. they I think they are the now active Brat Pack, I suppose. Yeah. But anyways, very very popular in Vancouver, um, and they're all kind of like the same body shape and style. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, you're right. Let's give a nut or cut on their looks. What do you give this? I'm going to give it a nut. I, I think that she has a very specific point of view, like her intergalactic um, Glamazon slut. I totally get that from this outfit. I love this copper. I think it's gorgeous. Um, she looks beautiful. Her hair is weird. I'm on board. I don't like this wig. I think it's like an interesting kind of take on a wig, but for me, it's just... Um, really distract. I actually like the look, but I don't like the swig with it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give her, I will give her a nut for this. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to cut the personality though. Like I, I, I'm going to need her to come down from a 12 to like a four. I want to see what she's like when she's not doing all her drag race catchphrases and talking about how stunning she is. Oh girl, this is, this is what she is 24 seven. I'm hoping that's not true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, get ready. So that's Gia. Okay, great. Who who comes after Gia? It's Kimura Moore. Bitch, you better bring it to the floor because I will always give you what you want. A more. Because I always give you what? A more. Oh, I didn't. I forgot to put the punctuation. Yeah, you typed it in wrong. Um, Kamara also been on this podcast. She was our last guest before. uh, She was our last guest on the pod, and uh, before she even announced she was on the Drag Race, I I knew she was on it, so I was very excited to have her. Yeah, she her personality is fucking winning. Like I love this person. She's like perfect for this show. So perfect. She, I think she. I'm gonna nut this right now. I think she looks fucking fantastic. 
she, like we said on the podcast, I mean, we've kind of gone in depth with her, but mm -hmm. she is a carnival queen. This is giving me that. She's giving me high, high drag, high wig. I yeah. need this kind of high wig. Yeah. And uh, just the personality, the personality alone is enough for me. Like she is such a fun person. Yeah. Um, and I'm so I because I, I I met her recently, like in the past year or so, but I'm just become obsessed with Kimora, and I'm so excited that she is she's going to be on the show. I think it's so fun. Me too. She's one of the people that I'm very excited to watch this season. And technically from Scarborough, she doesn't even want to claim she's from Toronto. You you go, gal. I mean, fair enough. Like she she doesn't really perform in bars, right? Like she's more of a pageant scene girl. So yeah, we talked about this. She doesn't yeah. like performing in the bars in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and she, yeah, she does more pageants and she travels and she's a, she's a working gal. She does the big gigs. Exactly. I love that. I, I'm so excited for her. Honestly, like she is, I, I want to say she's my top personality on this season. Okay. All right. You disagree? I'm just saying there's one really big personality we're going to talk about in a little bit. All right. All right. Okay. Here comes Pythia. Pythia. Right. She tells us how to say it, but it sounds exactly the same. It, I mean, it's just a, the, the emphasis on a different syllable. <laughs> well, um, it's Greek. You gotta, you gotta use the Greek, the Greek alp alphabet. Yeah. Well, listen, even the people who cast her are calling her Pythia. So, uh, she comes in saying, let's have tzatziki motherfucker. <laughs> Very fun. And she's dressed up as like a Greek kind of God warrior, which I guess is what the Pythia is based off of, right? Yes, Pythia, I'm not, she says here, but I didn't really register it, is the goddess of something. <laughs> yeah, goddess of tzatziki. Uh -huh. So she is a Montreal-based queen. She's been very popular in social media for a long time. I've known about her. I think most people have. Um, she does all of her own looks, and she edits the shit out of her pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but they look, they look, they're, listen, they are Instagram-worthy pictures. And she, she is selling that in the real life on the show, so she owns up to it. Yeah, she's a very great look queen. I haven't seen any of her performances, but like looks wise, she's so creative and incredibly stunning. And I like that she plays with like she'll go bearded, she'll go not bearded, she'll go with a mustache, she'll go without a one, she'll go. She's a hairy queen. She's a hairy great queen. Greeks and, are very hairy. Yeah, and she plays around with it. Like she like plays with different. Like she's not confined to one gender, and I love that. Yes. Um... Yes, she's she identifies as non-binary, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that specifically, but yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm excited for. Her. I think this is this for me makes a lot of sense for the casting of this season. I think a lot of people expected Pythia, and uh, I think she really represents a lot of Montreal drag, which really is a lot of high, yeah. high looks, a lot of high fashion. Yeah, yeah, and she's not the only one this season who's bringing that too. I find it very interesting. <laughs> like, I kind of feel like they didn't give them enough training and they just kind of trusted them to walk in and say their lines but like for someone to just walk in say their line from the doorway and then the walk camera in, didn't even catch her i know <laughs> i know i was like wait you didn't you gotta hit your mark girl yeah it was weird i felt that too but i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna give this look a total nut this is probably one of the best looks on the entrances you think so i find it really not memorable you don't what this what? yeah yeah i don't find it like i can never remember and like to me like once she takes the helmet off it's just a generic outfit for me so i, I mean it's hot pink it's got different textures it's giving me the her vision of like her roman her greek warrior i think it's not even the hot pink for me i don't know i'm just not feeling it. i'm just like i'm not grabbed by it oh my goodness i feel like i'm talking with a flat earther here 
Well, speaking of which, coming up is the one and only internet troll, Eve6000. Who says, the earth may be flat, but Canada's got curves. Yeah. Which, by the way, is stolen from Hillary, yes. What do you mean? Did she say that? <laughs> well, that was, that was Hillary and I have a back and forth with her being a flat earther. Yeah, but this was filmed before that. Was it? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say it's stolen. It's stolen. This was fucking filmed before that. Me and Hillary were doing the podcast before that. I'm kidding. I don't even care about this. So here comes Eve 6000. We know her obviously very well. She's the only queen cast from Toronto. <laughs> Technically, if you're not counting Kimora, yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't think Kimora would even... I think Kimora would agree with us. <laughs> um, so... Eve is, like you said, an internet troll. I'm proud of it. Um, she doesn't really perform in Toronto, um, and I don't. I don't mean that in uh, in a way that she doesn't. As a slight. Yeah, I don't mean that as a slight at all. Because she's more of a social media girl. Yeah. Um, and pageant. She's getting more into pageants, which has been really exciting. I did uh, Miss Canada Continental with her. She actually did an incredible job, and I think she ended up going to uh, Miss Continental. She won a category, did she not? I think she won a category that night. She won some kind of category, and then she yeah. got picked up to, uh, she won something else. And she, she, got she Miss, did very well, and it was- Miss Angel was, City. That was it, Miss Angel City. Yeah, down in Texas, and then she got to go to Miss Continental Plus. Yes. In September. And uh, like I said, I've known Eve for a long time. Um, she's she, she's not somebody who had a background in performance, so she was always a makeup girl. Um, and she's a bedroom, a, a bedroom queen. Very good at makeup. She's done your makeup before. Yeah. And uh, but I've always I've always wanted to push her to perform more. And I've I've, <laughs> I've and I think she's actually very funny. So I've I've wanted her to kind of push for that. She is. So, she's hilarious. Um, I'm I'm excited to see her in this respect. Although in her confessional she says, you know, I'm an actor. I'm a singer. I don't have either of us seen her do that. No. Nope. I mean, I've heard, I've heard I've actually heard her. I've heard verses she's written, and I've heard her sing a little bit and like she's on tune and she <laughs> writes she writes really well actually her, her, her lyrics can be good yeah that's all we can ask <laughs> <laughs> so i am excited for her i am going to say and again this is not a slight towards eve out of all the queens cast out of toronto and i know everybody who's applied including myself i will say i am very shocked that she's the only queen to be cast from the city which is the highest densest drag population in Canada. Yeah. It like and in I, a way it doesn't make sense that they would only cast one or two from Toronto, but in another way it's kind of fun. <laughs> I think this goes back to season 1 where there was half the cast from Toronto. Yeah. And a lot of people were like this is a Toronto's drag race and then the but again essentially this has just become Vancouver and Montreal and nobody else from the prairies outside of somebody from Calgary and nobody from the East Coast. That's so the for thing. Me, this, this doesn't give me enough diversity in casting regardless. Like if you're going to balance it out with Toronto and you're and like, even if you are going to pick four people from Vancouver, don't pick three of them from the same fucking group who all look the same. That was weird. That was weird for me, I will say. Yeah. But we're, listen, we're on Eve right now. We're on Eve right now. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll wrap this up in a nice bow at some point. Eve, yeah. what, what do you give this look? Apparently she made this look because she's a Gemini. We know how I love my Geminis. What do you think? <laughs> she stole that from Hillary too. Um, she, uh, I love it. I think it's great. She looks like um, Two-Face, uh, but like a drag version of it. And I think it's really, she designs everything she wears and everything she does is her own concept. 
She designed most of Boa's stuff on season one. Yeah, yeah. Well, did she? I think she did a she couple did. of things. I don't know if she designed most of it, but she did a couple of it. Um, but she, you know, she always looks fantastic. She always looks on point. She knows her proportions. She knows what looks good on her. And she has a really nice, like, vampy aesthetic almost even. I'm down Listen, with this. Listen, evil always look great, mostly. I'm going to give this look, though. For me, this isn't a strong enough entrance look for me, personally. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut this. Okay. Is it... I, want, I want, like, really crazy high drag in my entrance looks. It's kind of an interesting thing to enter the room. I want bigger drag. I hear you. I hear you. But then you gave Pythia and that. Yeah, because that's bigger drag. Hello. That, was big, that is bigger drag. When yeah. you take the helmet off, she's wearing a bodysuit. Well, she can't hear with the helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. I give, uh, I give even that. All right. I give her a cut. I hate her. Uh, You're such a dick. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this, it's Eve success. Hi, Eve. I actually love Eve. I'm actually really excited for her, but I'm not going to hold back, and I'm and I think she would appreciate that. I don't know. If she know would. I'm going to share some tea. When I started the Squirrel Talk podcast, initially I thought I was going to do this with Eve. What? Because we have such differing opinions, and I was like, it's really like the view. She's the Megan McCain, and I. <laughs> That would be really interesting to have the two of you co-host this together. We have we have disagreed so much in the past, like yeah. we don't agree on anything, um, and yet we can still respect each other. Sorry, did you so, call her the Megan McCain? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think she would appreciate that too. Oh my god! Anyways, let's keep going. Who's after Eve? Here comes Suki Doll. Suki Doll. Wait, what's her line? I have written here. Did, did someone order combo number five? Suki serves sizzling hot. That's right. Okay. I fucking love this queen. This is what you're talking about when entering with a yes. bang. This, yes, honey. This fucking outfit. Like, what even is it? She looks, she's a work of art. Hula hoops. Love it. These are ribbed hula hoops for your pleasure with a train. Some kind of Medusa red snake hair that she's actually made out of hair. And she mm -hmm. says in her thing too, it's like, I don't do drag for like people to watch me from far away. I want them to look at me close up. Details are important. That's such a key thing for drag. Yeah. And she nails it. This is really, and like going back to Montreal drag, this is really Montreal drag. They are fashion girls. Now, apparently she was a last minute alternate. So she had about a week to prepare. Which I'm also going to share some tea. I believe, because for anybody who doesn't know for season six, Bianca mm -hmm. Del Rio also had a week to prepare. She was an alternate. You know who else was? Who won? Who? Jada. Jada, that's Jada. right. Yeah. And all of them are costume designers or they're fashion designers. So yeah. they can all whip things up right away. So casting keeps these people on the back burner just in case somebody else doesn't go through. Yeah. And they're an alternate to get, so they can just whip something up right away, which in my mind is like, it's good if you're a if you're if you can do that but it's like a lot of fucking stress a week baby a fucking week and i think suki might have also helped some of the girls with their looks <laughs> yes you probably did because she is like she made a lot of the looks for like rita bag and stuff on season one mm -hmm. anyways so i'm obsessed with but beyond her just being a fashion girl i'm really into her personality yes she's fun she gives fun confessionals she gives me like full character full I just, I, I'm actually obsessed with her. I didn't know her that well before this. I knew her as like a fashion. Girl. I didn't know didn't, her at all. Didn't know her personality. Obsessed with it. She owns it. She's the, she's one of the highest personalities on the show. Yeah, she's good TV. 
Good TV. And I'm so glad they cast Suki. Yeah, me too. This look is a nut. It is a nut. It is a, it's probably the biggest nut. It's the biggest nut. It's the big nut because she, oh, the drama. The, I'm just, I'm watching her right now. The drama, honey. Is it, it's a coconut. Is a coconut the biggest nut? Yeah. Or okay. probably like a prehistoric nut, you know? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a prehistoric macadamia or something. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Next up. It's a clam. It's so big, it's a clam. It's we got to open it up. There's a pearl inside. We, oh. cl we clam this. Oh, delicious. Welcome um, to Porpoise Talk. Welcome to Colombia. Cuerpo y Orgullo Colombiana. It's Adriana from Quebec City. Wait, am I wrong? Oh, it's Beth. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's Adriana. Oh, it is Adriana. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, Adriana. Who also had a last name, I think it was Shiatsi or something. She was part of the house of, She's she's got sisters. Yes, she did have another last name. And they've all dropped it. What do you, I wonder why. I, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Does Shiatzi mean something? It's spelled S-C-H-A-T-Z-I. I don't know. Does it mean like shit in another language? I mean, I'm sure it does in like German or Dutch or something. I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Oh, anyways, mm. she's just Adriana now. <laughs> I like, you know what I like about this season too is they all just have like one, <laughs> yeah, one word. Yeah, Beth, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> this could be like a season of Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she, okay, you know what? I did not know what we were going to get with her. I think she's a cutie. I think she's interesting. I honestly don't know this queen at all. And um, outside of like her drag family in Quebec City, I know a little bit about that. Uh -huh. um, but I don't know her personality, but I think she's going to be a little quirky. Um, I mean, just watching her walk in, I mean, she can't walk. She literally is just like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's very tight around the feet. Like this is such a strange look to enter in. You planned I, this. I appreciate, I appreciate that for an entrance look. It gives us a moment, right? Like it's memorable watching her walk to the to the table is memorable. Okay, listen, are you fucking, what is happening with the editing? Why are we not getting the girls tripping away at each other? Like it's just people walking in, walking to the table, walking in, walking to the table. There's no there's no connection between them. Like they're not getting to know each other, at least not through the editing. And that's really frustrating for me. I mean, one of, one of my favorite moments in the show is the entrance for the Queens. I love that in any Drag Race franchise. It's always my favorite part. And I love when they get a little back and forth, little, you know, catty shady yes. comments to each other. I enjoy that. And I didn't feel like we really got that with this. No, no. Like we have to watch them start to connect. Like this is your chance to, to show us that. And all we're getting is Eve telling Gia, she blocked her on Instagram. <laughs> which, which is true. Yeah. And I will tell you, a lot of the drag race girls have her blocked. A lot of people have blocked. <laughs> success. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nut. I'm, the, I like this wig on her. I don't like, this looks like a very old Amazon wig that's been restyled uh, several times over. Okay. But I like this, the way it's been restyled, so I will let that go. And I'm going to say this, look, I'm going to give it a nut just because it's quirky and she can't walk in it. Yeah, I think the look is actually really great. Um, yeah. So it's a nut for you? It's a nut. It's a nut for you. Yeah. Here we go, back to Vancouver with Beth, which is actually short for Beth Amphetamine, but yeah. obviously we can't have drugs on the show. Well, yeah, yeah. I heard her in an interview saying that she dropped it because like, she just, she just in general wants to be more sensitive to like not using 
um, drag habits as a joke, as a punchline. I agree with this. There's a lot of drag queens. Who, there's a lot of crystals. Crystal method. Crystal. <laughs> a lot of crystal yeah. meths. Yeah, crystal bath. Uh, crystal. Yeah, there's a lot. Of yeah, that. there's a lot of that. Um, for me, it's never been my favorite thing because it's just like you know, it's a drug habit. And, you know, people have obviously cable yeah. issues. On Camp on Kiki last year in the top three, there was Bellini Ann, and I'm like, it's a, it was a great name from the year 2000, but like today, is that really like? Well, she probably started that in the year 2000. She was a little older. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's surprising to me that, like, no one has said anything about that name. You know who else changed her name? Eve used to be – she came onto the podcast as Eve Summers. Now she is Eve 6000. Right. Right. She, she didn't – is Eve Summers a douche? Eve Summers is a feminine um, cleansing product, yes. My mother That's has right. Eve, Eve Summers in her – or sorry, Summers Eve in her uh, – in her bathroom there well, i've always i've always said eve is a douche so this eve is such a <laughs> there's, um, <laughs> there's some very fun commercials from the 90s you're like mom i don't know i don't remember the quote but it's very... <laughs> i'll take your word for it mom that's it hilarious back to beth um, I like this look on Beth. She loves her little bodysuits, but I like this coat and the chains. It's giving me a moment. She has the big makeup. It's very similar to a Trixie Mattel style, mm -hmm. uh, which everybody's probably going to compare her to. Uh, but I think when you do that giant anime style, you're, you're automatically going to be compared to. I mean, but for anybody's makeup, really. Yeah, for sure. She walks in telling us she's a Vancouver queen by saying, is a Sky Train still running? Which, if you didn't know, that is a bus in Vancouver, which is a train in the sky. Yeah, it's like an it's a it's an above ground subway. Yes, I used Have to live in Vancouver. I, was yeah, I, used say. In, I used to live in Vancouver. I used to take the Sky Train to my acting classes. Oh, yeah. See, I lived in the city, so I would just take the bus, and I didn't really have to take the Sky Train, but I took it to like the mall once. Oh, I hate the bus. No, yeah, you will you you will never see me in a bus. Oh, only the Sky Train for me. <laughs> Put me in the skies. I like Beth. I think she is kind of like just adorable and like kind of just like like there's a realness to her that I enjoy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um as she I will say as well that she reminds a lot of people of Eve out of drag. They they're very and even in drag, they're very similar. So in terms of casting, that was always strange for me too, is like, why are these two so similar in that way? I don't get it. But Yeah, I almost feel like Beth is Eve five years ago. I, I, yep, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Because even yeah, Beth is uh, definitely fresher to drag, but she's also a two-spirited Métis um, Indigenous queen, and I love that. And she's from Nelson, from BC. You know, I'm a BC gal. That's right. I'm not from, I'm not from Nelson. I'm from Smithers, but both Simpson characters. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. See, I love. I think she's a really cute personality. I think I love what she represents. I wish she had gotten casted later. Like, I wish she had had more time to cook. Same, same. Um, it felt a little too amateur. Although I will say this entrance look is really good, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then at the same time, I would say, like, maybe if she hadn't gotten on the show, maybe, like, she would just stay at this level. You know what I mean? Like, and not push herself. But now that she's been on the show, maybe she'll... It's an interesting conversation to have whenever you, if you get the call to get on something, it's like, you know, you, you do have to ask yourself, am I ready for this now? 
Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people don't want to have that conversation with themselves. They're just like, yes, I want this. I want it now. But I, but I think it's an important thing to check yourself and be like, wait, is this the moment for me right now? Let well, me just. This is why I haven't auditioned yet is because I know I'm not True. ready for TV. Like I know that my drag, like I think I as a personality am TV ready, but as a drag queen, I'm not. Uh, so I think that's something a lot of people need to take into consideration. But also the show needs people who haven't fully cooked yet. Like look at Shangela, look at um, Tatiana. Like they did really great on their seasons and they had not been doing drag for that long. And they, and, and they had time to grow and had the world fall in love with them. Well, that was season two and this is season two now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> who comes up after Beth? It's Isis Couture. What does she say? Did hell just freeze over? Because the Ice Queen has arrived. And she is from your hometown, Ottawa. That's right. And also a Latina. Yes, also a Latina. She's El Salvadorian. Um, she does drag with her sister, Savannah Couture, who's newer to drag. Um, Isis is like legendary in Ottawa. I think she started, she said 14 years, so she started after I left. But like, I've always known who she is. Um, I've seen her shows when I was in town. I've worked with her. Um, and in her Meet the Queens, when she said that she just shows up to the gig and leaves, she's not lying. Like, she really, like, <laughs> I don't think I said five words to her. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I've, I've known of Isis for a long time, but I've never, ever heard her speak. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen her. I just know her through her sickening looks on social media and stuff. Yeah. Um, also highly edited. <laughs> but, like, yes. but, no, she's... Like her personality is fucking coming through on this show. Like I, yeah. she's funny. She, I, I'm excited about her. I think her drag is sickening, and she's another one who makes everything she wears. There's a lot of designers on this season, and good ones. A lot of designers on this season. I'm hoping this isn't going to just be a design season, though. <laughs> we had that last season, but um, I'm going to tell you, I don't like this entrance look. You don't? I, I love don't. it. It's a little bit, it's a little too like, uh, like a Surrey with a fringe on top. I don't know. It's a little like, uh -huh. the, like a little Dr. Too high for Quinn, a lady for you. It's a little Dr. Quinn medicine woman. If she was like, you uh, love that. I know I love that, but I don't like it like this. It's like the little whorehouse meets Dr. Quinn medicine woman. I don't know. These are all my favorite things, but for some reason it isn't translating to this. Oh, I love it. It's giving me culture. It's giving me her Latin American roots. It's, uh, I think she looks gorgeous. I guess so. I guess it's a little bit more. I'm, I'm getting more of a Western vibe from it, to be honest, than a Latin vibe. Well, I mean, the South was um, co-opted by the, like, they, the Alamo, right? Like, they, they stole the South. It was. The Southern states from Mexico. That's why they all have, like, names like San Jose, San Antonio, New Mexico. <laughs> you mean white people took over most of North America? I know it's unbelievable, and this is the first time anyone's talked about this. But... <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, I'm still going to cut this. I don't, for some reason, I don't care for it. Okay. And also, I hate these. I hate these floppy plate. These floppy plate hats. I hate it. Oh. But. Okay. I really like her, and I'm excited to see her. And I know she does incredible looks. I think she was very heavily rumored for season one. She might have also been like in an alternate for season one, to be honest. Yeah, she might have been. Uh, um, so this is her moment now, and I think she's going to deliver. But I, I no idea how she's going to be as an actor. Uh, no idea. Do you? I don't. I honestly don't. But now that I've heard her speak and seen her personality, I think she seems to me like someone who's just going to have but she's already reminding me of Gottmik. What I loved most about Gottmik was that Gottmik laughed through everything and was having the time of their life. 
And I think that's what we're getting from ISIS already. All right. Now, you said Kimora had the biggest personality on the show. I would like to say Océane, Aqua Black. Salut, gang de lait. The ocean is rising and she's so salty. I'm obsessed with Océane. We hear her before we see her. That's I love right. when I can hear you before I see you. It's great. I don't like when I can smell you before I see you, but no. if I can hear you, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Ocean from Quebec City, very excited for her. Again, I think she was heavily rumored for season one as well. So it feels like a lot of the season one rumor people were kind of pushed to this season. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, but I'm excited to see her because, like you said, she is a very big personality. And I, I'm going to stay with, I'm going to stick with Kimora being a bigger personality. Okay. <laughs> Personally, I really do love my Kimora, but I also love my Oceane and my Suki doll. So I'm kind of into all of them. Yeah. And um, I, I love that she, what I do love the most about her is that she just has a different body proportion in terms of like her height and yeah. her size. Because a lot of them are all the exact same height. You see them in the line later in this episode. I'm like, this literally is just like, <laughs> okay. Like a paper doll cutout of like the same size girl. Yeah. And I like that Oceana is just a bigger person. Yeah. Representation. Yes. Representation is important. I also like that on this season, there's more than two girls that aren't skinny. Yes. I love that too. There's three big girls, right? Yeah. There's three big girls. Uh, and I know that Kamora identifies as somebody who's not like a sample size. Yeah, she called herself thicker too. Yeah. And um I, I I think it's important to have more sizes. I do think there are a lot of skinny twinks in the season regardless. Yes. Yes. But uh, it's good to have Ocean. What do we think of this look? Um I don't mind it, but it's not the most exciting thing. You're like Adriana where she was like, This is okay. Yeah. I think she looks great. I do think she looks great. I actually think this looks pretty good for her and like yeah. she says in the show she doesn't do drag for the looks necessarily she does it for the performance and baby and, do i relate to that oh that's the queen after my own heart you know yeah. that, that for me is the most important at the end of the day i would much rather see you paint your face blind <laughs> but yeah be able to deliver a killer performance on stage yeah and that's what she does that's who that's what she delivers and we know we're going to get a fucking show with this person yeah, she she delivers some pretty intense. You can check her out on Instagram. She's got mm -hmm. some pretty great clips, and she does big costumes. So she's a big gal, but she proportionizes herself real well. Yeah, we knew I love that proportion. Yes, you do. Who comes in after Oceane? Stephanie Prince. Stephanie Prince, and so she's a first girl from Calgary, uh -huh. and she says, "You guys like fried chicken? Cause bitch, I'm serving." She made this look too. There's so many designers on this fucking show. Did she make this? She made this. Oh, and this is made out of like PVC or latex. Yeah. Like PVC. It, so this must be a reference. I'm assuming this is not a Kentucky Fried Chicken reference. No, everybody's saying it's jalopy. I think that's what it's called. Jolly okay. Bee. Jolly Bee. Jolly Bee. Because she got a little chef hat on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what, what Jollibee is. It might be uh, an Alberta thing. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't think... I lived in Alberta. I've never heard of Jollibee. Okay, I don't know. Jollibee menu. Look, I'm looking it up right now. Jollibee. <laughs> oh my god, we have, uh, Jollibees in, we have Jollibees in Toronto. Do we? I mean, they're north. They're in like North York. Oh, there's one downtown. Interesting. What the fuck is it? It's a family restaurant. 
It's a chicken. It's like a chicken place. That's so funny. I've never heard of this restaurant. This is, a re this is the most obscure reference, right? Um, but, you know, God bless you for putting that. Now we know. Now we know. Yeah. Thank you for the education, Stephanie Prince. Yeah. So she's from Calgary, which has also got its own kind of thriving scene that not many people know about. But it's also one. Of, it's probably one of the bigger hubs outside of you know Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. I'm like excited to go to Calgary one day just because of the drag scene over there. Yeah, it's very diverse. Like they, they have a wide gamut, and they all really support each other, from what I hear. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep. So yeah, and uh, I love that Stephanie is very um, shrill. Yeah, <laughs> her voice, her voice, a little gonna go through me. It's gonna go through me. Uh -huh. But I do like her personality, so I'll let it go through me. Yes, good. Let it go through you. Um, I think you said the same about Priyanka. <laughs> <laughs> well, Priyanka for a different reason, but um, no, she does have a really killer personality. You, you know, when people have voices that go through you, I'm sure my voice goes through a lot of people or just puts them to sleep. Oh, but... this voice, <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo. Uh, no, she. You're right. She does have a really big personality. She also is really great TV, giving us great confessionals. And you know what? When I heard she was on the show, because I was reading the rumors of who would be on. Listen, um, we knew we knew the whole cast months in advance. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, Reddit. Um, they <laughs> so they they like had predicted that Stephanie was on the show, and like I know a lot of people from Calgary. I did not know of Stephanie, and looking at her Instagram, I was kind of like, oh, okay, like newer queen, I guess. Like, not really sure what she gives. But she's I'm fucking. She's a fashion girl. Like she, I'm surprised that a her personality is so big and her confidence is so big, and. Uh, she's actually delivering looks that she's actually made herself. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not convinced. I, I need to see more of her. I still don't know enough about Stephanie. Uh -huh. um, I will give this entrance a, a nut. I think it's interesting. What do we give Ocean? I give Ocean a nut. Right. I. You know, what? I'm gonna go ahead and nut Ocean because I did like the look. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it enough. Uh, but for, to Stephanie, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious after this episode, I'm engaged to know more. Yeah, and this is camp. Like in a certain setting, this is camp. So, like, like, you, I would, I would chance to say that Calgary might be one of the campier drag scenes. Oh, they they love comedy over there. Like the audience loves comedy. Yeah, um, we should we should move up. We should move up to the stampede. Well, gal. listen, Lilith Fair has told me that like we would do very well over there. Oh, Lilith, my the girl after my own heart. She supports Lilith. all my endeavors. Yep. <laughs> all right, here comes Kendall Gender. That's right. Um, gender is a construct. The only one that matters is Kendall. Right, and she is from Vancouver. No, and has been rumored to be on the show for a while as well. And I think a lot of people expected her to be cast on this season. I certainly did. Yeah. Um, also, remember the Brat Pack. Uh, she's very philith. I've got to say this word: philanthropic. 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 Yes. Phil philanthropic. Yeah, what I've heard about her is that she raises a lot of money for causes. I'm not sure exactly which ones, but she does really great philanthropic work out in Vancouver. And also what I love, and we see hints of this in this episode, is that she is very supportive of up-and-coming POC performers. Like, she wants to see... There's a few people who are POC who are like, they want to be the only one, you know what I mean? Like, they don't want to help anybody else. She's sure. the opposite. Like, she wants more people of color on her stages. She puts on shows to make sure they get put on stages. Um, well, I think I think it's so important. I think if you, if you if you are of that a person of color, I think 
the more representation, the better. And I feel that way even as Canadians, the more representation for Canadians, right? Yeah. Any representation, the more there is, the better, period. Yes. Um, um, and she, she's a former, she's the empress of the court formerly. And, uh, so she's, she's kind of spread her wings outside of normal, of normal drags. You know, the, the, the empress court system is usually for like older drag queens or people that want uh, specific values with drag. So she really spread herself. Um, she opened her, her arms up to the world of drag. Yeah. I hear it's different out in Vancouver, like in Vancouver, the empress court system is like way more for like mainstream drag queens. Like. Jane Smoker did it. Well, Jane, like... Jane opened it up because Jane, I, we talked with Jane when she actually became uh -huh. the Empress. And she said that she was one of the first younger queens they had. Oh. So I think Jane was kind of a, uh, a pioneer in that. And uh, I think people like Kendall and Gia follow Jane's example. And Jane, I guess, could you could call her kind of their mother. I mean, we can also say now that Jane no longer exists. She's killed the character and is now... She's very happily working at like a cannabis place as a boy and like yeah. living her best life. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we said, like sometimes you take, maybe Jane will come back at some point. We don't know. And she can. Yeah. Yeah. What do we give this look? A nut. I'm going to give this a nut, even though I'm going to give this a nut. I think it's well put together. Mm -hmm. um, it's given me enough. I could have been like a little bit bigger in certain areas, I suppose, with the jewelry maybe, but I know I, I, I this. Yeah. I hear a lot of people like see the braids and be like, wait, is she black? Because like she's so light skinned because she is mixed. And there's a lot of colorism in the mm -hmm. world where people uh, have issues with the color of people's skin not being dark enough, being too light, not being light enough. So like there's a lot that goes on with her. So I uh, understand that she gets a lot of um, questions and maybe even some hate based on the way she looks and represents herself. But like that she's black and she's here to represent. You know, I've been watching a lot of Housewives of Potomac, as I was telling you. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those housewives are very light skinned, but they only represent as black. And they may be like, you know, they might have a parent that's white or whatever. Um, but they represent as black. They, they, that is their cultural upbringing. And yeah. that is the same for Kendall. Yep. yep. So as we said, uh, Jane is retired and she's taking a break, but she could come back. And apparently this next coming queen had been taking a break and here she is coming back. It's Cynthia Kiss. Cynthia Kiss. Also a member of the Brat Pack. Another person I had no idea who she was before this. Had never heard of her. Um, she's originally from Peterborough, so go Ontario. Um, but she comes in saying, get ready to synthesize. And that was the first time I really got her. Like, that was like when she said, get ready to synthesize. I'm like, ah, you're like 80s. And like, I like that, that she goes with the synth thing and represents herself that way. Because I get that we're going to get like a little bit of like electro with her. Like this look with these colors. Um, it's going to be like Debbie Harry, almost like like a, a more subdued B-52 is like, I'm into this. Yeah, I get that. I could see you wearing this, actually. This is yeah. really of your ilk. Yeah, if I and cared about what I look like, I would wear something like this. And for that reason, I'll cut it. Ah, fuck you. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going to nut this look. I think it, I like the different textures in the, the denim with the other stuff. Again, I didn't know about, I'm, I'm maybe I did know about her, but I probably forgot uh -huh. <laughs> about Cynthia Kiss. Uh, but I, yeah, like we said, like she took a break, uh, and I think her, her applying for Drag Race Canada season two was her coming back into it. 
Um, so it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess, I guess the casting system is really excited to see these three Brat Pack girls yeah. um, and their dynamics, I guess. It's, and and, and I, I assume they all get along. It appears they get along. Yeah. They, these three seem to, to get along. They're very chirpy. Like they're very excited to see each other and they're acting like it's their show. I don't like cliques and I don't like seeing this moment. <laughs> but, well, neither did Stephanie Prince. And as she says, cliques never work in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I do love is that the three of them are kind of having their like popular girls moment. And Beth is sitting at this table by herself. And she's like, do you guys know them? Okay, let me fill you in. <laughs> so these are the Brad Pack girls. They're very popular. I love them. She's I, my Janice favorite. and they're the plastics. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love, Beth. Because it's like they're all from Vancouver, but Beth doesn't fit in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm really shocked they cast three people from the same house. Like usually like with Aja's house, like. They spread them out. They put them each on a different season. Can you imagine if they cast Jimmy and Hillary on the same season? They'd nope. be a fucking bloodbath. I see. <laughs> we, we would not be working together. We'd be working we would, against each other. We would other. all hate each other. <laughs> we'd, be good. we'd be good. Listen, you want to travel with us eight hours in a car? God bless. Yep. Good luck, everybody. Hillary's feet will be in your face. Um, okay. I give Cynthia's look a nut. I think she's she looks fantastic. She looks cool. Like, she looks like someone where I'm, like, excited to see what she does. She reminds me of Lemon. And okay. I don't like – I never like comparing people. But I, I – so, okay, this is the whole cast. This is all of them. They're all there. Yeah. Um, the cast as a whole, I, I felt like season one, the big success of that season was Jimbo. And Jimbo for me was such a surprise. And I was really wondering, I was like, where are they going to find the comedy queen in this? I, who was going to be there? Jimbo came out, guns blazing. Basic, biggest success from the show, most popular, doing yeah. other franchises. Yeah. And uh, I was really thinking for season two, that's the direction they would want to take, is a bit more of those kind of comedy gals. Yeah. And it feels like they took more of the lemon route, which was a bit more, also very popular. Yeah. Um, but a different style to Jimbo, you know? And I get a lot of that from the Brad Pack girls. Jim, I mean, Lemon brought a lot of comedy, though. Like, she killed the comedy challenges, right? Oh, yes. Amazing um, actor. And, and I, I don't want to take that away from her. She was very funny as well. So, yeah. I, yes. Um, but here I think I'm getting more fashion, right? Like they're trying to go for more of like a elevated runways looks. Um, that too. That too. Yeah. I'm, I am surprised they cast these three together because I find them very similar. Um, if only in that all of their personalities seem to come from Drag Race. Like well, they... Just yeah. seems very like house down boots, mama. Yes, God. Like it just. I, this is what I'm getting from all three of them. I would really. I like them all. I think they're all Joy Grace worthy. I think I would prefer them each on their own season. Exactly. Yeah. Spread them out a little bit. So and I feel that with a lot of these queens, like with Beth and Eve, I feel like I would enjoy them both, but on their own season for yeah. some reason. That's like what just, I'm finding it, with it this. It feels like a weird collection. When Yeah, exactly. When I see them all in a row together, I'm like, I like all of these people. But yeah. when you put them all together as one cast, I'm kind of like, something's missing. Like, there's not enough of yeah, something yeah. else. And it feels like there is a bit of a twink house situation. And we said this some of the other seasons where it feels like, and I'm, I'm going to say this right now too, and, and on a personal note as myself, there's a lot of gay people being equated to femininity and things like that, uh -huh. um, which I think is really important and I empower that. But there's also masculine gay people as well uh -huh. and um, queer people. And I, I think if, if you're only going to say 
that drag is for femme young twinks, I think that's not true. Yeah. And, I, and I personally, for myself, need that representation. Not even if it's me, but somebody else like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to see that. I hear what you're saying. Right? Yeah. And I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. So this is the cast as a whole. I will say um, I'm going to, I'm really, in, I'm, I'm curious to see the season. I don't know what the challenges are going to be. Um, if it's going to be acting heavy, I don't know if they can act. I mean, next week's supposed to be a, a rusical. I don't know if any of them can really sing. Mm -hmm. I don't know the talents of a lot of these people. And I think that might be part of it because a lot of people don't know these queens. Right. So that is the girls. Let's get into, ooh, she already done had hers. Is, uh, RuPaul addresses the nation. She sure do. And she says the word shopper's drug mart. Well, not there, actually. She says it. <laughs> <laughs> when the intro happens, though, she's like a sickening supply of shopper's drug mart. I was like, RuPaul just said shopper's drug mart. <laughs> we can all just die happy. We love that. Listen, B. Arthur did shopper's drug mart commercials for years throughout the 80s. B. Arthur did shopper's, shopper's drug mart was in the 80s? Yes! Uh, it's not something history. new. I gotta learn my history on shoppers. I feel embarrassed. Part of our heritage, baby. Is it a Canadian thing? Yeah. So B. Arthur did a Canadian brand drugstore? Yeah, Victor Newman from The Young and the Restless used to do commercials for Zellers. No, don't start with Zellers. That's gonna be that they are coming back with this season. They're they're gonna have a prize <laughs> five thousand dollars to Zellers. You're gonna get a fucking hug from Zeddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the Hello it's the Hello Kitty of Canada, Zeddy. <laughs> Zeddy. <laughs> Hello, Zeddy. <laughs> um, all right, so Brooke walks into the room. Mullet and all. Mullet and all. Mullet. And Brooke has had some work done. I God bless. About to say. There has been some fillers. She looks good. <laughs> she looks good. And you know what? The lighting is better this season. Thank you, budget, for lighting these people properly. Yeah, you were you were real angry about that budget, and it seems like it's warmer. Yeah. But they also filmed this in the summer. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very big difference. They're not all it wasn't, freezing. It wasn't the dead of winter in a Hamilton, like, uh, cargo box. Yeah, they've learned their lesson. Here comes Brad Goreski, uh, who is our new, he's our, he is our Carson Kressley. He's our Carson Kressley, and the girls are definitely pretending they know who he is. You think so? He says, and then this person walks in and says, hello, hello, hello. And they're all like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they told them who the judges were because I know Stacy was planned to be there. Yeah, Stacy was planned to be there, and then she. So I wonder if they told them or if they just. I mean, they, I think they must have told them. No, I think they did tell them. Uh, I just, I don't know. I never watch the shows he's on. Like, I don't watch E Talk or whatever show he's on. So I don't know. I don't know if most of these people, especially the ones from Quebec, like I'm sure a lot of them don't know who he is. I vaguely know Brad Goreski from like fashion TV stuff, but I would never. Be, I would never know his face if you showed me to just watching him now. I'm like, oh, it's him. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I would never know he's Canadian even. Right. But there you go. There, all the Canadians aren't even in Canada. That's the truth. And then here comes uh, Amanda Bruegel. Amanda Bruegel, guest judge from, from last year. Guest judge from last year, and she is from The Handmaid's Tales, as they all say. She's our favorite Martha. <laughs> like, literally, that's, I mean, that's really all you can say about Amanda. No, <laughs> I know her as Pastor <laughs> Nina from Kim's Convenience. Okay, there we go. 
Yeah. Didn't watch that. Didn't watch that. It's a great show. Yeah, I should. Um, so Amanda Bruegel, she's stepping in as a permanent judge. Well, I think she's a rotating judge with Tracy. She's rotating with Tracy, who'll be there next week, according to the thing preview. To the preview thing. I, um, how do we feel about this group of judges? I don't mind it, actually. Um, okay, I do mind one thing, and that is that none of them are comedians. Oh, God, that was my only request. Uh, like... I'll talk about this more when we get to the judging, but it just makes such a difference to know how to sell a joke. Oh my God. We, we are going to go into that. Um, yeah. That none of them are comedians. I do appreciate that Amanda is an actress, but here's what I will say. I, this is, this is a drag show. It's a drag competition for queer people. I do need some representation of somebody who knows that world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for Brad me, does. Amanda, Brad does. I don't disagree and with Brooke that. Does. <laughs> Brooke, well, Brooke is. Does she? <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, she's the RuPaul of Canada now. But does Amanda? I don't feel like. I think Amanda did her first experience with drag last season as a guest judge. I've so I have listened to her enough. talk. I don't know if it was an interview, but she was like, "I grew up around drag queens. Like a lot of my best friends are drag queens." I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. It sounds like a canned answer, but. Is your best friend Brooklyn Heights from like, from like two hours ago? <laughs> it could be true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what her experience is. Um, but I will say I did not mind her judging, and we'll get to that later. But yeah. Yeah, no no shade against her yet, because I haven't seen enough of her. Yet. But for, for, for me personally, I just, I want that representation of a person that knows queer culture in terms of drag and all that stuff. Yes. On her judging panel for a drag show. Yeah, I understand. Is that so much to ask? Is it? Oh, it is, apparently. Yeah. You ask too much. So that is a group. And I guess they give them their maxi challenge, which is a uh, mini. mini challenge. Oh, yeah. they. Oh, my God. We've, we've got to start blowing through this. We're taking our time. Yeah. Let's so, let's just burn through this next section. So the mini, the mini challenge is the photo shoot, which is we had a really fun time last time with Jimbo, obviously. Ah! And then this okay. time we're doing Dante's Inferno. Sure. Where they have to uh, jump towards a tennis ball into a foam pit. Into the foam pit. Anybody yeah. stand out? Oh, yeah. A lot of them did, actually. There were some really great ones. Um, I, Suki, for sure, was fan. Like, that outfit just photographed so beautifully. Oh, my gosh. You can't take a bad picture. Yeah. Eve stood out for just not even trying. <laughs> she literally plopped. It was like a it was like a poop hitting the toilet bowl. She just and then she dropped she right into that thing. She got stuck in the hand of a fucking crane. Uh, those are the moments <laughs> you want, though. Like you want those moments to like extend your airtime. I love. That. Listen, Eve hasn't been walking in heels very much, so for the fact that she jumped into a pit is commendable for her. <laughs> right, and she couldn't get out. So, um, Kimora was great with her. Uh, poor Oceane, those f- goddamn knees. Yeah, these girls. Like, listen, we cannot keep we cannot keep injuring these girls' knees. Yeah, it happens a lot, and it's it's happening way too much. <laughs> it is. I don't like it. I'm kind of exhausted by it. I was like, because I was like, what happens if if Oceane if it becomes a problem in the next episode? Does she get an invitation for the next season after that? Because that's what happened with the UK with Victoria. It's like, there's always going to be an invitation for this person to come back. But then it affects the whole casting for the next season. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't care for it. I don't, uh, care, I don't care for these injuries. I don't. Yeah, stop injuring yourselves, everybody. Um, like, at least show them how to jump properly before they jump. Okay. In this challenge, we get the first of many judges' moments where someone says something that's not that funny and another one laughs way too hard at it. Oh, my God. This episode... <laughs> It's so hard to watch it's for so the judges' reactions. It's so uncomfortable. There's a moment where somebody says something and Brad literally is like writhing in his chair like, <laughs> but it's so fake yes. that it's, it just drives me insane. Like fake laughter is one of the cruelest things you could do. And I get that they're finding their foot. This is episode one. Hopefully throughout the season, it'll war they'll warm up to each other. It's their first time working together. It's literally their first moment doing something together as judges. I just hope that they can warm into it because though the, whatever jokes they're telling are not delivered funny enough to warrant one person laughing that hard. Like they don't even all laugh at each other's jokes. One person will say something and the other one will remember that they have to laugh at it. And then the other person will forget. <laughs> I think the example was like, Asuki said like, Oh, Brad said something to Suki like, you got a lot of trains. She's like, oh, I'm a train wreck. And he was like, ah, ah, ah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn goes, see, this is a dance joke. And she goes, dance joke. Number one of 175,000 this season. And then Brooke goes, ha, 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 ha. I hated that. So oh uncomfortable. Yeah. I bet you they're not even laughing. It's probably like a, a hyena laugh track or something. Oh, yeah. They just played Whoopi Goldberg from, uh, <laughs> from Lion King laughing. Anyways, we, we'll digress. We'll go back into that. Yeah. Anybody else stand out? I don't think so. Nah. That was that was everybody. Yeah. Um, who won? Suki won. She sure did. Now, she's, she she's told she gets an extra 30 seconds in this next bit because she won. And then they're like, go. And she's just standing there. And I'm like, Suki. And even then they're like, go. And she's like, what now? <laughs> me uh, i love suki she don't care she's on her own time she's on her own time. and even when she ran through she was like okay let me see she was like taking her time like you have 30 fucking seconds uh, listen i love suki i would hate to shop a suki oh no i, I would i would be like hurry it up bitch <laughs> so they're getting to the maxi challenge which is a what's it called lost and fierce so it's like they go into the lost and found of a club what does amanda say she says something of like um it's like 2 a.m. and have you ever gotten to the have you ever gotten too crunk in the club oh, who says that who oh. says that this is what i'm saying oh a lot no, of people used to say no, that in 2006 no queer person is gonna say that yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah do you ever get too crunk in the club no bitch however she didn't write that a queer person this is wrote 2002 that top model come on she <laughs> That line was written for her, so I don't know if we can fully blame her. Well, I blame the writers. I blame them a lot. You blame Brandon Ash Muhammad? Is he writing this season? Yeah, he's head writer. Brandon would not write Crunk. I don't think he would either. Brandon, you've been, let's have Brandon on the show. I'm messaging Brandon right now. Yeah. If you wrote Crunk, Brandon, you are no longer my daughter. He's been on this podcast, too. He's, he's, I put him into drag. <laughs> That's right, you did. <laughs> he looked gorgeous when you painted him, TBH. Well, I know. Yeah. Well, I know. 
Um, we forgot to say too, there's so many things we have to cover, but so they, they all got out of drag and they're seeing each other for the first time before this even happens. Yeah. And uh, somebody makes this a comment of Eve looks like somebody's aunt. And then when she takes it off, she looks like somebody's uncle. Yeah. Pythia said that. Actually, Pythia said <laughs> Eve went from somebody's beautiful, rich aunt to somebody's uncle. <laughs> right. Those descriptions are important. I've always, I've always said Eve without eyebrows reminds me of Uncle Fester. So. Oh. And she, I've said this to her, so she knows this. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> the Uncle Fester. Of she Greg. should do an Uncle her. Fester and Debbie look, is what she should do. Who's Debbie? Oh, Debbie from the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, J- John Cusack. <laughs> I love my Joan. Yeah. Is everybody gay? That's from um, that movie with... Um, Dave. No, not Dave. Um, In and Out. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're getting into the maxi challenge. So then they all bolt and get their stuff. It's all fabric, though. It's all, like, dresses. And then they can also use fabric from the fabric wall. So what I liked about the first season is they had boxes with random shit. I love that. This is, like, this is literally, like, making stuff out of already fabricated. It was very confusing. And then there was, like, little things like cups and stuff, too, that you can make stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was confusing as to what was, what exactly was non non-conventional materials um but the, the, so they had to make a premier party red carpet elegance yeah it's a red carpet look yeah so uh, that's that yeah and a lot of them have experience with this and all some of them don't uh yes a lot you know we, we we're into like year 15 of drag race now and uh and some people like eve still don't realize that you haven't sewed yet <laughs> i mean I don't know if let's say I applied and I got on. I don't know how much time I'm taking to actually learn how to sew. I'm trying to get ready for the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, you might go home because you didn't know how to sew. And that's what sucks about the design challenge being on the first episode is that you're not in control. Like you're, you don't get to show what you brought first of all, and you, you have to go out on something that like it's just guilt that not everybody has. Like not everybody can learn to sew. Yes, they can. And to learn how to make a pattern, actually make a garment, not everybody you can just, learn how to You, do you that. can be lazy enough to not learn how to sew, but everybody can learn how to sew. I don't have the cognitive ability to learn it. I believe you do have the cognitive ability to learn it. I what, don't. Who does, that, who does that have the cognitive ability? What are you talking Me about? Me and my mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, do crosswords. Uh, I don't have time for it. Actually, I'm trying to learn languages right now. I'm, I'm learning Arabic and Italian at the moment. Ooh, that sounds... See, now, I don't have the cognitive ability for that. Yes, you do. I don't. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> well, touche to me, then, I suppose. Uh-huh. I proved my point. <laughs> so, Suki is saying all the stuff she's going to do for her look. And let me tell you, I could you could release a track with Suki explaining her look to me. Yes. I fucking love it. <laughs> yes, I'm sure somebody will make a track of it. And then she goes, what's the material? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her. I love her. She's so great. She is. She's a lot of fun. Um, and then we get into, yeah, they're all making their looks. Ty a little talky. Anything stand out in there? Um, in the makeup? Or in the in the just making up? Or in the... Yeah, let's get all, all the way through. The all the way through yeah. to the makeup. Um, um, the first thing that stood out to me was, was Beth talking about, uh, first of all, she's talking about the Brat Pack again. And then she's talking about uh, her lack of confidence. Um, and showing a little vulnerability and maybe hints of being the first out. 
there's something so weird about the three bracket pack girls and Beth. And like, she's like, I used to come to your shows all the time on a Thursday. She's like, yeah, Brat Pack Thursdays. And she's like, yeah, I don't have confidence. <laughs> <laughs> As they're all like the most confident people in the room. Yeah. Um, I but feel I... like they're, yeah, it feels like there's a Vancouver vibe. There's a very cliquey thing for Brat Pack. This is the truth. Yes, for sure. And for anybody who's not in it, I think it's the, there's an outsider vibe for a lot of performers there. Yeah, I'm sure. I think is. Beth, Beth is kind of saying that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're totally seeing it. But like again, we see like Kendall and Cynthia being very sympathetic to her and like very empathetic and kind to her. It's like I don't think that they're bad people. I think they're just like in a clique. Listen, there are a lot of nice people in cliques, but. At the end of the day, how inclusive is a clique? I mean, it's not. But at the same That's time, the like, sometimes people will just refer to a friendship as a clique. Like, these are people who just happen to be friends together and, like, love performing together. Doesn't, like, not everybody has to be in fucking Brat Pack. No, everybody must be in Brat Pack. <laughs> or you don't do drag. You don't, Apparently like... for season two of Drag Race. Yeah. All right, so we find out that Oceane cannot see, and she... She literally is just feeling her face to paint it. I can see, but I can't see very well when I paint my face. And I have astigmatism, so everything is on a slant. <laughs> so when I paint my face, I often put my glasses on halfway through to see what yeah. I've been doing. And I notice, like, my whole face is a bit slanted. Oh, do you wear contacts when you paint? No, but I used to try to do that. But then, and this might be why Ocean doesn't do it either, the dust gets into my contacts, the powder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it clouds my contacts up, so it makes it worse. Oh, that's messed up. Have you considered LASIK eye surgery? I would love to. Okay. I know. I would also like to laser my hair off in my butthole, but, you know, there's one, one day at a time here. No, keep body hair. I'm a firm supporter of going natural. You know I'm hairy right now. You are hairy right now, and it's a trip. This entire time, I thought you were naturally hairless. No, I, no I'm i a very hairy... I'm Greek. And the fact that... Wait, what? <laughs> and the fact that you're... This is just in. I'm Greek. You're not even blonde. I always thought you were blonde. I have... Um, well, I dye things, but I... I, I, I was blonde as a child like early child uh -huh. and then my hair got very dark but like my dad's side of the family is blonde and, and my mom's side is very dark so huh. i kind of I, I don't know there's like a weird in between you that. take yeah. after your mother yeah there we go yeah um, anyways ocean can't see ocean can't see it's very impressive that she can do her makeup without seeing and then we also hear from kimura about her son um, people are always surprised to hear a, a queer person has a kid, a drag queen we, has a kid. We talked about this with her on our podcast. Yeah. She's very open to talk about it yeah. and she enjoys talking about it. And, um, yeah, I think she, she, she just is a great father. Like that's, yeah. and she loves being a father and that's all that you can ask. And for, just hearing just about father. how supportive her kid is and like unembarrassed about her and her career, like is like the kids are all right you know what i mean like kids these days are so much more fucking open-minded than we were listen if you raise a child to understand to be open and, and all of that they they are going to be that yeah 
like it's people that have been raised backwards that have the hardest time changing their mind on things i mean you can raise your child to not give a shit but then also like send them to school and watch them get bullied for like who their father is and that's the real test of who they actually are so like it's really wonderful sure that's true too we i love my kamara like i said all right we're getting into the runway right let's fucking do it please all right let's take a quick break for a sponsor and we'll be back with the runway And we are back for some runway, baby. And we are getting into Canada's drag race with RuPaul herself, Brooklyn Heights. She looks probably the best any judge has ever looked on that stage. <gasps> Period? I think so. She looks real good. She got she got RuPaul's padding, like cincher and all that stuff. Like they, they sent that up to her. <laughs> she has the RuPaul body. She this was not the body she started with. It's uh. stunning. She this fucking outfit is so gorgeous. So the judges all enter, but last year it was kind of like this, like a boom, boom, boom. Here they all are. And then the guest judge would come out and be like, Hello, racers. But now RuPaul officially is taking over that RuPaul position. Did I say RuPaul? Yes, you're calling Brooklyn RuPaul now. <laughs> Brooklyn is now the official RuPaul. They made the, 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 I think there was a lot of blowback for how they did the judges and stuff last season. It for was awkward. Every part of it. it was awkward. I didn't hate it. I liked that it was kind of like a communal thing between the three of them. Um, but I think as Brooklyn is now like the more, uh, I guess, seasoned judge, as she's the only one sticking around to season two. Yeah. Uh, I guess it makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then who's the, the guest judge? Caitlin Cronenberg? Caitlin Cronenberg, who took their photos. Oh, she took the photos. Yeah. She was their photographer that day. Oh, she, gl- she glowed up. She did. Um, she didn't learn to speak, though. She didn't? Did you hear her speak? I think I heard her speak. Did I care? I mean, did she say more than, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I just don't, like, she, like, what, what was her purpose there? She didn't offer anything. Um, she was a photographer who glowed up to become the fourth judge. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of Caitlin Cronenberg, but great. There she is. Well, you've heard of David Cronenberg. Did I? Is she related to David? Of course she is. This whole industry is nepotism. <gasps> Who's David Cronenberg? <laughs> a Canadian director. He directed Crash. That movie we all jerked off to when we were kids. Oh, do you think she's like a daughter of him? Yes, she is. She she actually is. And, this is confirmed? Yeah. And you know who else is? Who? Um, on Working Moms, the woman who who's on Working Moms. I've never seen this. Well, she's another one of his daughters. You know I don't watch Canadian television. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I, why, why am I watching this, Drag Race? I don't understand. So here we go. <laughs> That's the category. The category is lost and fierce. So they're all creating their own looks. We're going to nut and cut them. Wait, I might right? be, Yeah, I might be wrong about the, the girl from... She, Caitlin Cronenberg is definitely his daughter. But I think I'm wrong about the one from Working Moms. Anyway, go on. Again, never saw it. Wouldn't even know. So here comes Pythia. She is coming out. Like she said, Y2K. I, I guess this... I, I don't know. This doesn't feel like Y2K to me. But I guess... This is more like it's it's pretty like I don't know. I guess it's early to I don't know if it's early two thousands. Yeah, I don't you know, I love my Y2K. I don't know if this is Y2K, but she's wearing a neon kind of lacy look with like her little 
a little a little cow prints accessories yeah. again i have no idea where she got this fabric we didn't really see her make this i don't know where she pulled this from if it was like actual from fabric. the fabric land wall but that's why i was like did you just make stuff out of fabric okay that's the challenge well yeah yeah uh, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a nut. Cause yeah, it gives me like, sure. A nineties red carpet for like the Nickelodeon awards. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I give it a nut as well. She looks great. I don't think she'll ever not look great. Yeah. That's, that would be like, if she doesn't look great, I'd be like, wow. Yeah. Wow. She doesn't look great suddenly. Right. I hear you. <laughs> do you? I do. Here comes, here comes Kendall gender and Kendall. All right, this is good for me. I enjoy this. So she's got the talons. I don't even know where she pulled those out of. Right. And the, she's saying Dita Von T. So we get that with the wig and the jewelry yep. and the ostrich feathers and the, the pleather. What do you think? I think she looks fantastic. I think she looks really fucking cool. This is a totally put together look. It's telling a story head to toe. I don't love the middle feathers because I think it just kind of like, I don't like the proportion it gives. I agree. I agree. Um, but otherwise, I think it's great. Um, I, 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 she's not known a lot for her looks. So she's not a big right. look gal. Right. Um, she does a lot of the similar kind of silhouettes with the bodysuit things. Yeah. So this surprised me from her, especially if she made this. So I'm going to nut this. Yeah. Good. And you? Nut. Okay, good. Oh, well, I, you have I to say it. it. I thought I'd said it. I can't read you. We can't read your mind. Well, I'm, I don't know. I talked a lot about how much I liked it, so I don't think you could have. But okay, go on. Yeah, <laughs> you could have just been a butt cut, you know. Butt cut. Here comes Adriana giving us sorgay. This is when the puns get too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dante, Dante, Gay's Inferno, sorgay, too much, too, too, too much, too, too, too much. Um, she's giving us too much hat, and I love it. You like this hat? Yeah, why not? You hate it. Well, hate I, so she's wearing like this kind of velour velvet kind of two-piece genie look uh, with a big hat. Uh -huh. I I think this is her quintessential style. I think we're getting a lot of this from her. Yeah. Like she loves pink. She said she loves pink. We've seen that. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be brutal. I cut this. I don't like it. Yeah. Sure. I cut it. Mostly the hat. Mostly I cut this hat. Okay. Yeah, cut the hat. But but you love this hat. I'm yeah, I'm gonna give it a nut. I think she looks very well put together. I'm fine with this. This is not a practical hat. This is like this is literally like a couch pillow this on her head. This is drag. Drag isn't practical. But what are you gonna do? You gotta go out into the sun, you're gonna melt with this hat on. Yeah, we melt in our makeup. Like we melt in our pads. We melt in drag. <laughs> I hate this hat. All right. Here comes Oceane. She's got one shoe on. So her her concept for this is that she's just going to look really busted to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's kind of clever. This I was going to say, this is what I like, is that she took a disadvantage and made it and turned it into an advantage for her. So she made it part of the story. She made it work for the fact that she's going to be limping on the runway. It's kind of clever, you know, yeah. it would take it would take your flaws and, you know, accentuate them. Yeah. And that's what she kind of does. I kind of love that for her. Totally. Um, is this a great look? No, I'll cut it, but I'm going to I'm going to nut her like owning of it. Yeah, totally. And I'm also going to own like we, we ended this, the thing with her like, oh, can't see it doing her makeup. We end with like the eyelash on the side of her face <laughs> and then the lipstick all over her mouth. Yeah, it's very funny. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a nut because I like the presentation of it. I like, I, and it's not like a poorly made outfit. I mean, um, no, it is. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> you, you, did you say nut? Yeah. You're a nut. Give her a nut. Oh boy. Okay. Do you give Do you give Boa a nut for her look that she did? You gave. I believe you did give Boa a nut for her creative look. I'm pretty sure you did. I don't know. It's possible. Seems like a Selena thing to do. (laughs) Kidding. Here comes Beth. Beth is giving us Trixie Mattel as Fatal Attraction's Glenn Close (laughs) with uh, Dixie cups cut up onto a corset and. Yes. What do you what do you feel? I feel like it's not that bad. Uh, you know what? In terms of everything, it's not that bad, but it does feel there's something about Beth right now that's giving me a lot of amateur drag, and I don't know if it's the wig. It's it's um, the presentation. It's the fact that she looks so uncomfortable on stage. And that's the only reason she was in the bottom. Had she been able to sell this garment, yeah, she would yeah. not have been in the bottom. But she True. just looks terrified and uncomfortable. And like I she, don't know yeah. how much stage experience she has. I really don't. I don't think she has that much. Yeah. Um, based on this as well, it just feels that she doesn't have that her sea legs, as we say in the in the in the in the seafaring world. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut this though. I will cut this. Yeah, I have to cut it because if I'm going to give Oceana a presentation for not, I have to give her a cut for presentation. That's right. You're basing this on presentation. Well, it matters. Well, it does. Yeah. Here comes Suki. So here's an interesting question for presentation. Looks stunning. Literally could spend, this looks like a $10,000 look. Yeah. <laughs> on a runway. Yeah. She looks so, so good. The wig, the wig works with this. Every Every single piece of this. But she trips over herself so many times. Yeah, <laughs> the trip is pretty bad. Um, but when she's not tripping, she's looking fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot of fabric, so. Yeah, I trip over my fucking gowns all the time. But she like trips not just once; she like stumbles and stumbles and stumbles. Yeah, and towards the edge of the stage, like I was afraid she was gonna <laughs> fall and die. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna nut this. I will nut her. This is really beautiful. Yeah, good. I nut her as well. But the presentation. Listen, I, as I said, when she's not tripping, the presentation is great. Okay, there. Well, all right. Pick and choose. <laughs> 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 okay, here comes Eve six thousand giving us Eve three Eve Summers from. This is a wrap. Uh, so she's going for like an old Hollywood. Just got out of the convertible, but the bottom half of her dress got caught in the door. <laughs> she's late for the premiere. I am going to say on a positive note, I think she looks really cute with a little head wrap. She <laughs> looks great. And this is why I'm saying really she cute. looks she looks great. It's just no, I, I didn't notice the bottom part when I said that. She well, we were texting about this live as we watched it. You were yeah. like, I think it looks amazing. I was like, Are you what crystal beth are you smoking? Yeah. This is like um uh, again like eve a lot this and she is a great designer for a lot of things this is not a well executed look i hate it i cut it but she looks really cute with the little head wrap it looks really adorable on her head yeah i'm gonna I give mean, it a nut 
You cannot. I won't let you. <laughs> I'm doing it to make you angry. You cannot play favoritism with I'm me. Doing with it to, I'm doing it. I won't it, let you. I'm doing it to make you, you angry. <laughs> you can't. You're All right. Making, you're, you're making the listeners angry. I, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, to be the uh, the Megan McCain. Uh, okay, fine. And cut her. All right. Peer pressure. So here comes Stephanie Prince, and she is wearing a paper dress, essentially. That's posters cut up into like an interesting design with some feathers on it. Pink. Um, I like, I actually really like how she made this. Um, mm-hmm. I wish the back was lines. So I wasn't seeing the back side of that for some reason. Um, and then I, I hate this wig. I hate it. I hate it. Is the back not lined? The back looks lined. Well, it just, it, it looks weird when she walks with it for some reason. I just needed something else in the back. Like the, like the back, the inside of the dress is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, it's got a blue lining. I know. It's throwing me off though. It's a it different color. It is? It's not that different. Yeah. I just, I, it, I, I'm bothered. I'm bothered by it. All right, all right. Be bothered. Be bothered. It's probably- I'm bothered by this wig because this wig looks like it's supposed to be one of those wet wigs, but then it, it's taken too long for them to get on the runway and it's dried out. <laughs> um, but it ties in with, with the pink in the middle. Of course it does, but I still hate it. Sure. You're it's a bob. It's just, it's just a bob. Well, you know she wouldn't be wearing this wig if it wasn't for that pink on the outfit. If she had a really cool pink updo, wouldn't that be nice with this? Well, yeah, but how much time do you think she had to make one? You bring them. How do you think she knew she was going to be using pink in this outfit? All I say, all I'm saying is, I have a feeling she might have some flat wigs. Uh, yeah, that's very possible. She didn't walk I in with a flat wig, so that's nice. Um, well, she had a little chef hat covering it. Covering a little tiny chef hat covering her. Flat <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I will nut this. I will nut this. I cut the wig. I cut this wig. This is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nut. Yeah. All right. After her was who? Gia. Metric. So Gia looking like Gigi Good, as we are going to say all season, I'm sure. Now, I said I have this wig from Chloré, and you said so does Gigi Good, but Gigi's is better. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The American version always is. So I like the energy and confidence she has there's one thing we can say about gia she's confident yes um the wig i do enjoy this wig i think stephanie would look great in this wig (laughs) i hate this look i hate it there's nothing about it i like it's just but i don't like the yeah there's nothing about it there's nothing nothing the red does it say red carpet to you no it doesn't and it's ugly um, and it's ugly. And the color, it's like a tie-dye. It's like a child's like pillowcase tie-dye. Cut. Cut her out. Cut it. Yeah. Cut it into geometric shapes and get it out of here. Yeah. Cut. There she cuts it. Here comes Isis Couture. Not. <laughs> Let's just make this fast. Not. Uh, this is great. She used so many different textiles. The tickets. Everything. Just like... I love how she uses different materials. I just love that any artist that can like take different materials because that is very difficult. You have to have a real eye for that. Uh-huh. And if anybody does, it's the, the these rose-colored glasses that Isis has. This is the full fucking like package. She looks fucking cool. It's well made. She's selling it. She looks so confident and so like you can't fucking touch me. Flat wig, don't care. Looks good on this. I mean, there's a difference between a flat wig and a straight wig, right? Like this wig is like meant to be flat, as opposed yeah, to like, it has to be as opposed to like 
uh, someone else's who just isn't styled. Um, yeah, this is this is really great, and I think we're going to get some amazing looks with Isis. Oh my god, really I'm so excited! I think she's going to blow the Joy Grace Canada franchise out with looks. Yes, I'm very excited to see her on this season. Nut nut nut. nut. Here comes Kamora Amor. So I love Kamora. I do. I really do love her. I <laughs> despise this look with all my being. I love you, Kamora. I cut this. Okay, I'm so glad you said that because I hate this. <laughs> There's, it's all made out of serviettes, a lot of different colors, not matching in the back. Um, no proportion. I she, was so I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised. I was so excited to see what she was going to make. Me too. Because so, she is a designer. <laughs> and She's an amazing designer. Uh... This is just really, I can see the direction she was wanting to take. It's just so bulky. The, it's just too bulky. This is the silhouette I hate the most. Jimbo wore this a lot last season, and I hated it every time Jimbo wore it. Yeah. The only time this silhouette has ever worked for me was when Kim Chi did it. Right. I, I get that. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, the length of this is strange, even. even it, maybe, I want to say if it reached the floor, maybe, but I, no, no, I don't think so. Cut. Just cut. Cut. I love her. I thought this was a bottom look, though. It was a bottom look, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, so here comes Cynthia giving us Kine from season one. And uh, yeah. Kiara, they love their gold lame disco medley. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting that she knew that other girl had worn it and did so badly in it and still went with this. Um, however, she does look really good. I I think this is just the fabric land wall. <laughs> this is just the fabric Seriously. from the wall, isn't it? So that's why I, I like... Kamora came out in serviettes, yeah, but then like this is just yeah. I don't know. It's strange to me, like the briefings on some of them that they were using, like and Stephanie just used old paper. I don't, I don't get it. Totally, it feels unfair in terms of how to judge these. Yeah, it does. So I'm gonna nut this look. I think it's well made. It's but it is all just one gold lemme fabric off the wall. You know what? I'll cut it. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to cut it too. Fuck you. Cut. There you go. I can't. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to just cut one of my best friends, Kamora Moore, from making something out of serviettes and this bitch comes out of fabric. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cut. <laughs> yeah. Put me in my place. <laughs> That's it. That's them. So who are the tops? Who are the bottoms? Okay. Hold on. I have it written down. Let me see. So our mm -hmm. safe girls are Pythia, Kendall, Adriana, uh, Ocean, Isn't it faster just to say who's top and bottom? No, Kamora and Cynthia. <laughs> and then our bottoms are Beth, Beth number two, and Gia. <laughs> and then our tops are Suki, Stephanie, and Isis. <laughs> Beth number two. <laughs> Beth 2000. So, uh, yeah. Uh, do we agree with this overall? Um, for the most part, I think in terms of like last year's judging, I really didn't agree with the judging for, for whatever reason they were judging things last year. Yeah. I think they're a bit more on the nose this year. I have my disagreements, but I get this a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I totally am way more on board with the judging this year. I do agree with the tops and bottoms. Um, and I want to say, I think the judging was quite fair this season and they weren't annoying. Like they all said what they wanted to say about the outfits, but they said it in a way, maybe with authority, like they knew what they were talking about. 
and be yes, with yes. kindness. Like they weren't trying to put anybody down and they weren't trying to, to like make TV or be dicks about it. I think in terms of the judges' puns and stuff, I'm really annoyed. I don't want to hear them. Oh, yeah, that part sucked. <laughs> but in terms of their critiques, I thought they were all really good. I thought they all gave great critiques. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they learned. And I thought this was, yeah, every one of them, great for that. Yeah, very impressed. So they get a, uh, a Gemini for that, I suppose. A Gemini? That's changed the Canadian Screen Awards. Thank you very much. Oh, they changed. Why? Because oh, because we don't like Gemini's. No, we're very anti-Gemini. Speaking about we don't like Gemini's. Here's Eve in this outfit. Yes, here is Eve in this outfit, and she is a Gemini. <laughs> All right. So, the, so, so the tops are like we said. Um, who, who, who do this? We go back to front and tuck first, right? Is there anything that stood out in this feedback? Are you okay? No. <laughs> I turned my fan off so that I couldn't hear it with the mic, and I'm getting very hot. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I will say I stopped hearing your background noise, so that's good. Um, but Good, because I've been farting this whole time. Mm, yum, yum, yum. I can smell it. Uh, it smells anything, like Jollibee. Did anything stand out? I don't think really. Once again, yeah, they, Isis's they, they, personality they, stood out to me. Like Isis was like, oh, you're proving you're like, you are a cool girl. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not getting enough personality personally from her. Um, I appreciate her. She doesn't have to have the biggest personality because honestly, she delivers on the drag aspect. So I don't need a crazy personality like I get from other people, but I still want more. Personally. Are you kidding me? When when Brooke says, take off your glasses and she goes, you're not the only pretty bitch here. And then when she's like, I wish. You know what? If she said that like Erica Jane, I would love it. Oh my God. <laughs> But she was giving me, you know, like Kyle Richards. I need Erica Jane. She was not giving you Kyle Richards. That wig was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so they're basically saying what we're saying, like about confidence. And Eve had a lot of confidence, but she would just the look was like miss. <laughs> yeah. Her ass was out. It was just missing parts of it. Um, but like she was really endearing to watch on the runway. Yeah. Except she was doing her classic Eve, like, well, I wish I had more to work with. And they're like, yeah, well, everybody's fucking does. Yeah, that's when we need to pull out the Jeffrey, the Jeffrey line of like, we'll try harder next time. Yeah, I did. I did like Brooke's response of, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a kid I would call her. Yeah, like, honestly, there's really no excuses. Like, everybody's given the exact same thing here, so. I just sang the wrong lyric. I always thought it was, I wish I had a girl with a kid. I would call her, but it's, I wish I had a girl. If I did, I would call her. I wish I had a girl with a kid. I would call her. That's what I always thought it was, but I'm wrong. I, I wish I had a girl with a kid. I would call her. Isn't that a weird thing to hear? I don't hear lyrics, so. <laughs> you don't see color. You don't hear lyrics. I don't, oh, I see color. I don't hear lyrics though. I hear gibberish. <laughs> So I make my own. So we're going into Untucked. Here we go. Yeah. And Gia's kind of like, I'm in the bottom. And then Eva's like, wait, wait, wait. I'm in the bottom. And she kind of sucks the air out of the room. Yeah. As she does. Yeah. And Cynthia's not <laughs> having it. Uh, well, I think this is a foreshadowing for some other stuff that may happen with her. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. Eve is a fucking, like, she's the type of person who likes to cause drama <laughs> and like not in a fake way, but in a way that like, not intentional. She just says exactly what's on her mind. She, the, one of her biggest things is she's like, I'm real. I tell the truth. 
And like, yes, to yes, yes, you do. You, she doesn't hold back, even if she knows her opinions probably aren't popular. She'll still say them. Yeah. Um, but she does sometimes want to take control of a room uh, when when it's not warranted. <laughs> yeah, it's very. So, it's like Cynthia said, read the room. And sometimes Eve does not. <laughs> she I, there there is like something like that doesn't connect for her of like reading rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, I'm endeared to. I enjoy that about her. Yeah, and I love that about you I've too. Been, I've been I've been in many a situation with her. Listen, we are we are similar in a lot of ways. You are the Eve of the West End. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> All right, so listen. She thought I was going to be on that show, so when I didn't walk in, she was thrown off, and she made that ugly. She look. was convinced you were going to be there. <laughs> She told me she was convinced I was there. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, all right. So we're getting into Beth is getting very kind of emotional because she knows she's in the bottom and she's like, I don't know if I'm ready. And then Kamora is like, bitch. Yeah. You are here. You have made it past everybody else. Vicky is not here. You're here. Vicky's not here. It's you. <laughs> yeah. And like, and like that Kia, Kia, <laughs> I'm combining Kendall and G already. Kendall gets up. And it's like, what do we do? We perform, we dance, we do this. Just go out there and fucking do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's there for the girl. So we, so Eve was pretty confident that she's in the bottom for this. And she, um, <laughs> I think the rest of the audience Can you was imagine too. if Beth and Beth 2 lip synced against each other? It would be like, which one are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would die. <laughs> Doing Maneater? <laughs> oh God, okay. So it so that's the, the we're lip syncing Nelly Furtado's Man Near, one of my favorite songs. This is so fun. To, it's one of the funnest like songs. It is a great song. I'm surprised we haven't heard it on this show before. Well, we're getting all Canadian tunes for this one. Did you? What do we? Well, here, what do we think of this lip sync? It's Gia versus Beth. And by the way, Isis Couture wins, uh, and she gets five thousand dollars to the source, which is great. That's a great prize and entertainment. From yeah, but also like, where's the drag stuff? Come on. <laughs> I, well, they got to get the Canadian. What you I know. I but like, the next one's gonna be. I guarantee you, the next one's gonna be for like um a fucking furniture house. Well, What's the, the brick? Well, who the brick? You, it's gonna Leon's. be for the it's gonna be Leon's. It's gonna be Leon's. You're gonna fucking here's a lazy boy. Who do you want to sponsor them? Do you want like um Axiom? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> I want. I want them to invest in Canadian. There's a lot of Canadian drag or Canadian fashion stuff. Like they can invest in those. Like Axiom. Not Axiom. Well, um, also, Beth, I mean, Beth, fuck, what are we doing? Eve is told that she's safe. Right, we're catching, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So, yeah. okay, so, okay, Isis wins $5,000 to the source. Congratulations. Yeah. Go get yourself a tablet. So, uh, we find out the bottom three is Eve, Beth, and Gia, and Eve is safe. Eve stumbles with her fucking kerchief around her head, crying like her husband just got back from the war (laughs) and then she of course like as soon as like she's like i can't get down from here she falls off the ledge (laughs) i told you she can't walk in heels and then what is is there a step there like what how deep how deep (laughs) like how do they expect those girls what i don't understand no i guarantee there's not a step there eve just can't do it (laughs) and then she just starts crying so loudly it's actually kind of one of the best drag race moments period i think it's really great for her oh that's great it's pretty iconic it's great where she's just this like woman, like she looks like a Ukrainian woman. She does. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and her babushka. Oh. 
oh no my beats my beats <laughs> she's just crying in control way my schnitzel um <laughs> yeah yeah she's in- it's pre- but uh, also we don't even see a tear come out of her oh my god did you see on twitter she posted she's like for everyone who says i wasn't crying here's a tear and she posted an extreme close-up of like a single tear running down her cheek Lord, this is too much. She's so funny. Listen, I think she's great. She's a good casting choice for just the sake of her being. But like, okay, like, I digress. I digress. She's a great casting choice. I'm really into this moment she had. Yeah, good for her. Good for you, Eve. You're safe. We, you live to see another day. Take your moment, girl. Bottom is Beth and Gia doing Maneater by Nelly Furtado. What do we think of this? Not a lot. I was hoping for so much more. So much more. Um, and this is the two Vancouver girls going against each other. Yeah. And like, um, okay. So, 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 call her Cynthia? Cynthia says, if there's one thing Gia can do, it's dance. Did you feel like she danced? I Like, it's so funny because as soon as she said that, they cut to her step touching. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll wait for her to dance. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. And listen, again, I know Gia. She is a great performer, stunning. Yeah. She's not, like, I don't think that's what she's known for. <laughs> or if she is, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm sure she can dance. Um, she didn't do a lot of it here. And honestly, I think it's because she was holding back how much she could move because she knew her top was going to fall off. It wasn't, like, very secured. It wasn't secured on very well. Uh, and then I'm and then I'm forced to look up boy nipples. You hate that. You hate men putting on dresses. I hate staring at these fucking boy nipples. Uh, you poor thing. Um, and then we cut to like Kamora saying, "Like I am living for Beth. She is humping the floor, and she's literally just laying she's on like, the floor." Give me more. She's just laying there, though. I know it's very funny. <laughs> Um, so, also a lot like we didn't even see a lot of the lip sync they just showed the judges for a lot of it like yeah we saw them lip syncing more than we saw them yeah like you could see there was a moment where Gia had her hand behind her neck because she was trying to like fix or hold up her top and then from there they just cut to the judges for a solid minute like just not showing the girls lip syncing at all and I'm like when they do that it's like is it because they were bad? Yeah, C- Caitlin Cronenberg won this lip sync. Seriously. Um, I, for me, this was not a great lip sync. Uh, and for me, it just really showed also that Beth is really kind of, it doesn't have a lot of experience in terms of performing live quite yet. Yes, exactly. Um, and, then, and then it also just kind of reaffirmed to me, like Gia, although she's a great known performer, I just don't think she's up to the standard of a lot of queens that I know that applied for the show still. That's all I, that's how I feel. I'm looking forward to seeing her lip sync in an outfit she's comfortable in. I mean, she ended up dancing around without it at one point and it was kind of the same vibe as it was before that. So I don't think that was the major issue. Mm. I mean, I'm sure she did not feel very comfortable dancing around with her just like body out, her boy body out. I mean, she does that. Yeah, but she's usually covered on, up. On the regular, no, she usually just does that. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of her show. Uh, so the winner is Gia. Do we agree? Yeah. I out of this, yeah, I would have said yeah, Gia, because Beth really just wasn't. Get, for me, Beth was very, very amateur in this. And again, I really do like her. I think there's a lot of potential yeah. for Beth. But this was a very amateur drag race lip sync for me, personally. Yeah. That's how I felt. Agreed. 
Um, and also the looks were very amateur. So I, for me, it wasn't the greatest way to start it off, but it was what it was. Right. Overall, but, I don't think the runways were bad, like in general. Like I think this was for a design challenge. I think we did pretty good. There were some good ones. Cause again, there are like some strong designers that just solely design. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see, cause the next episode is supposed to be a musical thing. Yes. How some of these people that I've never seen do any of this compare on those. I'm really excited to see that. And hopefully we don't have to rip them apart. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some people that we will. There's always going to be bottoms. There's always going to be an Eve and we will be here to tear down. <laughs> Leave Eve alone. <laughs> All right. This has been the first episode of Canada's Drake season two. I hope we kept it real enough. I think we did. I, did. I kept it real. And um, we're going to continue keeping it real with tea and goss and all that's behind the scenes magic. And make sure you tune in and like, subscribe, and rate us if you enjoy our podcast. And if you like my new microphone setup, I'm really hot. Um, I need a fan on me. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen to us, okay? We need more. Hey, we're award-winning. Come on. Tell your friends to listen to us. You know, I keep forgetting to announce that. But we are a goddamn award winner. It's in my bio. <laughs> we're the top drag podcast in Canada. God damn it. That's right. And we're proud of that. So thank you so much, girls, for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 